All right, we're back. So, Jordan, I was looking recently. So, to get into the story, I was like, okay, I'll I'll go way back in the story. So, for some reason, I had a Wix Pro subscription on for like the, the website builder. Website. Yep. yep. And I just like forgot to cancel it, and so I got automatically charged for like the Wix Premium website subscription, which is like one hundred and sixty eight dollars. I'm like, shoot. That really sucks. I tried to get it refunded. Didn't that didn't work? Apparently, just forgetting that you had the subscription <laughs> is not a good enough excuse. It's not a good excuse. And so I'm like, well, maybe this is a good sign that I should like create a website for myself because for a while, what I've been operating with as a sort of digital portfolio, which was a cool idea, was I had this like my this different Twitter account that was just a feed. Like if you scrolled through the the Twitter portfolio, it was just uh, basically like a running portfolio of all the work that I had done which okay. was cool because then if I did stuff on Twitter I could directly quote tweet it yeah and I could link to it and stuff like that it was just kind of a cool unique way for people to see the work that I had done a lot of it I had typed out you know put pictures in different stuff like that spent a lot of time on it uh, and then the account got suspended I think Twitter's been like purging like fake accounts not, not so just, if you if you're not active on it yeah if you're not active on it and then I like linked some like bs email or phone number to it and then I couldn't reconfirm it yep. basically this account got suspended and i couldn't get it unsuspended and i was a little upset about it because i'm like i put all this work into it whatever and i'm like oh, i could make make another account but i just run into the same problem mm-hmm. and so i'm like okay all of these factors together maybe i should just create a website you know people have websites with your pro trial on wix with my pro trial on wix <laughs> and so i do it and wix just sucks i mean it's just really bad and i was like I was working on it and I like had, you know, was using it. It was fine. Like it looks fine. Yeah. I'm like, this, this is whatever. And then I have a friend of mine who's a graphic designer, shout out Will Stone works for the Baltimore Orioles this summer Ooh. as a graphic designer. Heck Super yeah. cool. He's, he's a stud. Uh, he tweeted a link to his portfolio um, that he made through Adobe portfolio, which okay. is like their website builder. Um, and I'm like, that's interesting. And I was looking at it yep. and I was thinking like, this is cool and it's it's free if you have the adobe suite which is super cool and i kind of like the um the tag like the url Mm because i didn't i don't super think i need to buy your url and the url can just be tyler web slash my portfolio adobe.com or something like that which i think is fine it's better than like a tyler web wix free site whatever so i guess the wix site is just kind of a sunken cost at this point but i <laughs> made sure to cancel that subscription um and i've been building out my portfolio on the my portfolio feature on adobe which is just like a, a website it's, am i wild that i've never heard of that no i'd never heard of it either until he showed me and it's really hard it's not in like if you open creative cloud it's not like in there you kind of have to search for it like portfolio or website and then it's just uh you know it's not like an app you download on your desktop it's just a website the same way wix or squarespace is a website building website my portfolio whatever it's called is that too um and it's cool like if you are into using lightroom um lightroom albums or if you use behance already yep you can integrate all those which is super cool um but i've just been working to build out my website and i can show you here in a little bit but um i just have like my resume of work experience just listed on there and then somewhere for people to download the actual pdf um and then i've just been creating different pages with different projects that i've been working on and stuff like that but it's been super cool we can talk about this or it leads me into my next question of like then i was just poking around at how much adobe costs because i'm like oh yeah i want to do this going forward and we talked about this before but it's like 600 bucks a year which is crazy and i pay the student rate right now which is 20 bucks a month which I already squirm at a little bit because that's just more than any of my other subscriptions. But like 600 bucks a year made me think like, where am I going to be willing to spend my money once, you know, I become a freelancer 
can't necessarily take advantage of these student rates. I probably will be for like another year at least, but where am I going to be willing to spend my money? Somebody like you who has even more costs than somebody like me who just does social media stuff, but like with cameras and equipment, like how do you think about your willingness to spend your money? I was really bad right away. So I would like, I wouldn't even start free trials. I would just like hop into stuff. God, why? It was really bad. <laughs> um, so I think I had, at one point I had two music subscription licenses. I had two like graphic licenses. So like motion array or you know, story blocks is another one. Yeah. Um, which I, I know I need to spend money on that stuff, but you don't need two at once. So I kind of look at it now as like, what am I using the most based on what I've, you know, obviously I, I go like watch recommendation videos and whatnot of mm-hmm. what other freelancers or content creators are using. But for me, it's what am I using the most or what could I use more? And then just putting all my money into that and you explaining how you basically made a website with Adobe just turned my brain on fire because I pay for a Squarespace yeah. website and I could be just doing it through Adobe, which I'm already paying for. Right. So again, that goes back to like, now I have to reevaluate, you know, I'm using Adobe all the time. Might as well use it for a website too, because I could save money. Yeah, for sure. And I think they're like, especially if you're paying for something like Adobe, you have to look at all the different, you know, sectors and intricacies of it and figure out what you're actually getting with it. Right. Because a lot of the times like you're getting so much more than you're actually using. Yeah. But there's also like no good packages on Adobe. Like I was, I was kind of poking around because you can either get like the video package. Yes. But I'm not like going to use, you know, I'll use Premiere. I'm not going to use After Effects, After Effects probably, or whatever the other ones are. And then I'm not so good at graphic design where I'm going to be using Illustrator, Illustrator all the time. See if they, this is just a side rant. If Adobe gave you the ability to customize your packages, your bundle. Oh my gosh. I would have Premiere and After Effects. Then I would have the Lightrooms and Photoshop. That'd be it. I'd be good to go. And I'd even pay a premium on what those would be individually. Right. Like, let's say, let's say the, let's say the graphics bundle, which is like Illustrator, uh, Photoshop. There's probably a couple other ones in there too, is like 50 bucks a month. Yeah. You know, I would pay equivalent to 60 bucks a month. If it means I didn't have to pay the full, however many, like a hundred dollars a month for all of them together. Yeah. Um, I've always been somebody who takes advantage of like free trials, which I think is a wild thing that you never take advantage of free trials like that. Yeah. Um, I think they're great. Not even free trials, like free versions of things. Um, I think is really, really good. And this is like a little free piece of advice that I'll be asked for, for people trying to get into freelancing. But for so long I used Canva, which is a free service that's even the free service now is like, it's so good. Like it's, it's, really it's good. gotten so much better recently in terms of um, what you can do on Canva, which is for graphics. Um, I was making stuff on iMovie for a really long time yep. and not fantastic. It was pretty good though. And I think it's a discussion. There's a discussion to be had about not, they're not actually being a lot of obstacles when it comes to like paying for things. You know, mm-hmm. I think for a while, um, whether or not I was scared of learning Photoshop or premiere, or whether or not I just didn't want to pay for it. I was like, Oh, like, I don't need those things. I don't want those things, whatever. Um, but not having those things means I can't do X or Y, but yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that, it, you know, you have to be creative with what you do. I've been a proponent of using free Hootsuite plans for like everything. And I'll yep. just, I'll just have a couple different emails and I just have a couple different Hootsuite accounts yeah. that I have to log in and out of. And it's That's like, a good point. there's kind of no excuse. It feels like these days when there's so many options for social media schedulers, for graphic programs, for video editors to not, 
be able to take advantage of those free things and not do whatever it is you're you're trying to do or at least like start by taking advantage of the free trial right yeah so don't be like me but i do remember where my train of thought was going um so another big step when i'm looking for if i'm going to pay for something is how much time it's saving me so for example i pay for motion array it has you know title graphics stock footage sound effects music everything and the way i look at it is Every single video I make, I'm animating, whether it's titles or just any kind of graphic. And if I can save myself even two minutes of keyframing like by myself or just importing a preset, like to me, that's worth it because in the long run, that's going to save me almost an hour on some projects Yeah, just from keyframing and figuring out graphics and titles and all that stuff. So a big, you know factor for me is how much time it's actually saving me that's an interesting way to look at it because i think you and i it seems like maybe come from a different side of the same coin which is maybe you're a little bit more apt to spend the money right away without using the free trial i think i'm sometimes a little bit more skeptical to yeah. buy the paid version of something because i'm like oh i don't need this i can find workarounds but you realize i think i've said this before too but you realize that there's a reason they charge for things just because of the ease that happens when you start paying for different paid versions of, of different things. Like I know it would be a lot easier to not have to log in and out of 18 different Hootsuite accounts if I right. just paid for a Hootsuite subscription. But it's like, I guess that's the risk or that's not the risk, but that's the uh, trade-off I'm willing to make. Whereas maybe there are things where it's like, you have to think about, okay, how much time is this saving me? You know, how much, how, how big of a hassle is it? Maybe you could even think about it as like anecdotally as that. But I think there are ways, like you said, to, sort of frame like, okay, is this, if this is saving, if this saves you an hour and let's say we are not proponents on swipe up about for charging for per hour, but yeah. let's say that yep. you assume your hourly rates like, you know, 30 bucks, 40 bucks, whatever it is. If you could save your, you know, if you could pay a lot of these things aren't 30 bucks a month, like a social media scheduler isn't 30, it's like 15 bucks a month. If you could save yourself a half an hour over the course of one month, mm. maybe it is worth paying for that service. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's a, I mean, there's a whole other talk too about like on my side, I'm, I'm, you know, purchasing and subscribing to more of the, you know, the visual stuff that I'm paying for the stock footage, whatnot. And then there's another talk of like how good the quality is. Mm -hmm. And so that's another dilemma where I weigh in my head. Like I'll like, I get sucked into, cause on YouTube now, all my ads are for like stock footage sites, music sites. Sure. And I get sucked into like, I hear a good song or I see a sweet piece of stock footage and I'm like. Well, I'm not paying for that right now with, I can't get that on motion array. So why aren't I using story blocks or something? So I get sucked into that quality, but in reality, I mean, I think a lot of them are all the same. So if you're, you know, paying for a, one of the cheaper ones, you're going to get almost as good as, you know, that's what you're paying assets. for. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I think, uh, no, I think that is true. I think the same goes for when you're willing to pay for it, then you get the, the ease or the, the, whatever the, the, uh, you get less obstacles in whatever you're trying to, whatever you're trying to do. So, I mean, maybe this is just a kick in the butt for me to realize like, Oh, maybe you can also start paying for things. And I, I think another interesting point not to come back to like how much you charge. Cause we talked about that a lot, but I think there is something to be said about when you're charging. I think it was Christo of the future. I've mentioned him before that he yeah. talks about what to charge in terms of your, like what's price and cost are two different things basically. So, cost is how much it costs you in terms of your time, in terms of the resources that you use to deliver a service, deliver a product. Let's, let's speak in terms of Jordan being a videographer. His cost is 
you know, how much his camera was, how many, how much these subscriptions are that he's paying for, how much his time he thinks is worth. But if, if you're only charging for your cost, you're never going to be really making any money. You have to be, you have to have a price, you know, you have to have, right. there's some intangible thing that comes along in working with you that you can, I don't mean to say upcharge for, cause it's not like you're exploiting the person you're, you're doing this for, but there is a markup on everything that we buy from clothes to food to everything. Yes. And there can be a markup on what you're doing because there's some intrinsic benefit in working with you, or at least you hope that yes. people see that benefit in working with you. So I think that you can work a lot of these subscriptions in if you're scared about paying for them or you're hesitant about paying for them. You can work these into what your cost is and then in turn raise what your price is. You know, I think it's, it's, it's worth for people to know, not speaking to me as a social media manager, you know, I can have more time thinking about strategy or formatting content or work working on hashtags engaging with the community if i'm not spending more time scheduling content stuff that can be automated a little bit more easily so that you know not only is a benefit for me because i'm saving myself time but then i'm focusing more of my time that a client is paying me for on stuff that actually delivers results not stuff that can just be done by anybody and just you know talking about how you can raise your price based on what you're paying for your costs like mention that to the client too if they're you know, negotiating way down below your, what you want to charge, like say, Hey, like, this is what you're, this is what's going to cost me just to make this video for you. Like I have to pay for music. I have to, you know, I bought a expensive camera that I'm using and right. Like all these graphics that I'm going to use in your video, I'm paying monthly for that. So even just making that aware, like in your, your pricing offer, just say, Hey, this price includes you know, stock footage, graphics, music. Yeah, unless you want really over. shitty like corporate music that you can yeah. download from Facebook Sounds or whatever. Like, you're, right. you're going to be getting good stuff, but that good yeah. stuff comes comes at a cost. And I know, like, you might hear a lot of people because I've heard it before. People will say like, you know, they're not paying for your equipment, they're not paying for your subscriptions, they're paying for you. Like that is so true. That's why, honestly, that's why you're able to upcharge over your cost because they're. Yeah. Paying for you as a storyteller. And I've heard like you use a service, like they're not paying for yes. the two hours you spend editing the video. They, they're paying for the last two years that you Jordan have spent learning how to edit video and, exactly. and different stuff like that. But I do think, like I said, it is important, especially if someone's being, you know, tough with you on pricing to just say, Hey, this is what you're actually, this is what it's actually costing me. And this is why I'm charging what I'm charging. I agree. So so that being said, Jordan, like, what are some things that you pay for right now that if a videographer is listening to, they're like, oh, this is, has a Jordan Lindell seal of approval. I'm a big fan of Motion Array. I've mentioned it like five times already. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it has stock footage, has some music, not great music, but has some. has uh, motion graphics, uh, sound effects, a little bit of everything. And I use it. And there's a plugin. Actually, this is a huge benefit. There's a plugin in premiere pro cool so i can just download stuff straight to my project fantastic um how much does that cost and how often do you pay for it that is i want to say it's under it's under 20 a month okay but i i i use it so much that i pay it a yearly deal and it's sure. cheaper so it's even lower than that and you feel like it's worth it for you 100 percent worth it i use it every project um i also use epidemic sound and they're just i mean they have a good music library they're like they're like the main subscription music platform for like YouTubers. Yeah. But how much you pay for that? Um, I don't know that one off the top of my head. Roughly. Is it like crazy expensive in the neighborhood of 10, $15 it a was, month? It was, um, it was under 10, but 
but I actually had to, I just remember this, I actually had to raise it because I was paying for the personal subscription mm. and a couple of my clients got copyright dinged. Oh really? Just like warnings like, Hey, you're using oh. it. So then I had to get you the, buy the, like the license. I didn't get the, the commercial license. Mm. So then long story short, you just have to, you know, copy that link to their video, upload it to epidemic sound and they'll drop the copyright claim. But, yeah. um, so those two for sure. I use the free, um, free trial of Hootsuite and you've I'm been in a free trial. Just the, free, yep. the free plan, free kind, plan, kind of hard to find, but if you're looking yep. for it, Hootsuite free plan, you just got to go to pricing pages and then scroll yeah. down usually under all the prices and like a really small text will be like, or use our limited yeah. free plan. And it's like, Oh, that is the one I want. Actually, you, you only get like three accounts and it's like, that's perfect. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. You get three Especially accounts for personal stuff. That's a hundred percent. You get three accounts. 30 scheduled posts at a time so you could like you can have 30 in the scheduler but then once once one is posted then you can you get one more you know you only get 30 in like the queue at a time right. um which is really pretty nice and buffer has the same thing um later i prefer the later paid plan but the later free plan doesn't let you post video or anything like that um which is a bit of a stinker little hack that i found i told jordan mm. about this um creator studio so instagram has been doing this really sneaky thing which is just changing on us really quickly That's in front of our eyes nice. and everybody sees it and they're a little scared about it, but nobody knows the implications. And I, I think I've spoken a lot on LinkedIn, at least about implications of, you know, putting reels on the, the lower tab bar. Um, there's, they're doing a bunch of different things with messenger, like Facebook messenger just changed. And so now Facebook messenger and Instagram DMS are kind of the same thing. And you can access all of your messages on your linked Facebook and Instagram accounts from the same place. And it just mm -hmm. looks different. It's kind of weird, kind of wonky. Um, and a big thing that they've kind of been building up secretly. I don't know why they don't promote this. Maybe they do. I'm just not looking in the right place, but it's called uh, creator studio. And I've known about Facebook creator studio for a while because they have a nice library of sound effects, um, which is good and they're free. Um, and then they have a music library too, but it's kind of your shitty like corporate music, corporate stock yeah. stuff. Yep. Um, but it was like serviceable. It was fine and free, which is a really important part. Um, but now they have a whole desktop display for Instagram where you can post, um, you can schedule out Instagram posts. You can post IGTVs from your desktop, which is awesome. You can look at Instagram analytics on your desktop. Um, there's like this monetization thing where you can, I think it throws you in a pool to work with brands. None of my accounts that I run are eligible for it. Cause I think you need to be more of an original content creator, not really a, a curated content creator, okay. which kind of shows you the direction in which they're heading. Cause right. there, there have been some slaps on like, theme pages, like theme pages are becoming a little less viable just because they're going to be promoted to the algorithm less if they're not as original you know yep, what I mean? Yep. Like you can still repost TikToks and stuff, but if those have been circulating on Instagram for a while, they're going to get dinged. Um, that's sort of an aside. But the the main part of this creator studio for Instagram is one that you can schedule posts, which is great. Um, it's not like the most aesthetically pleasing scheduler, and I'm sure they'll make I'm sure they'll make improvements to it. But it's not like it's not like later where it's like super easy and intuitive. Um, it's it looks a good, bit, yeah, yeah. It is a little bit more rudimentary, but it's it has everything you need, which is like you know schedule a time a day uh put a caption on it you can add location tags you can tag people in the pictures which is big because not a lot of schedulers i know can do that and the biggest thing is you can schedule carousels which is yes. awesome because carousels, one gripe with hootsuite yeah well, with everything you can't yeah. you can't post carousels anywhere yeah and, and i know this for a fact because for one of my uh, at prep network we were trying to do this project where we were like posting instagram carousels at scale and i'm talking like 10 a day and we literally looked at every single every single social media scheduler looking for places that we could schedule carousels. And the only one that we found was this weird kind of off-brand one. And the way they did it was you would enter the carousel into the 
platform and then they'd have to have somebody log in on like their you know probably in india somewhere log in and schedule post a carousel manually like with the tags and everything which was nice that you could post carousels which with tags but then your instagram account gets dinged for all these suspicious logins basically and it's a pain in the ass so creator studio lets you post carousels and you know that you're never going to get flagged for posting like they have restrictions where you can't post 30 minutes like there's best practices still, you know, you shouldn't right. be posting like every minute or yeah. anything like that, but you, you, you're pretty safe to assume that they're not going to ding you because it's coming from Instagram. It's coming from right. Facebook, you know, it's not a third party app. And so that's awesome that you can post carousels and stuff like that. And it's, it's basically what they built out in, in short is like, a, is like a Hootsuite or a buffer or a later. It's a social media scheduler, but it's all in house on Instagram, which is super cool. And there's no limitations. There's no restrictions. You can have, as many accounts as you as many accounts as you're logged into you can have those scheduling posts and you can filter by it's, it's awesome it's so sweet so that's kind of my new little hack for people is look at creator studio uh, for instagram and it's it's sick and it's free and it's 100 percent free see i have to look into that because yeah. you had mentioned it last week or something mm-hmm. i think you mentioned the facebook one but i don't know i have to look into that i totally forgot about it but that's huge especially if all you're using like hootsuite for is to just post yeah. things it's just you know should get ahead of stuff i honestly might start recommending creator studio over that over just it. because there's no restrictions. And I, and I guess like Hootsuite, if you have like for you, Jordan, if you're just trying to post stuff on your personal account and you're just trying to post stuff like a week at a time and you know, you never really run into the issue where you're reaching the maximum number of scheduled posts or whatever, like it's Hootsuite's fine and, it, and it's okay. But I think if you're looking, it's kind of this weird middle ground. I think creator studio exists in where if you're somebody like me, who's maybe a little bit more skeptical of paying for, paying for social media scheduling subscriptions, then this is great because you can really scale up within Creator Studio. But um, obviously you're not going to get all the the niceties of like a later where you can, you know, add custom hashtag and all that sort of stuff. But it's cool. Anything else that that. you pay for? Um, Yeah, just the Creative Suite, Adobe. The whole thing? I pay for the whole thing. Um, How many of those do you actually use? I use Photoshop right here. Photoshop. Lightroom, both Lightrooms, and then I use After Effects and Premiere Pro. What's the difference between the on two the regular? Um, I use Classic. Classics desktop based. Okay, so it's not cloud based. And yeah, the other one's all cloud based. Oh, so and but it, you can sync them. Which so everything that I use for Lightroom Mobile, I can sync it through Lightroom Classic, so I can edit basically on the cloud. Well, I think Lightroom Mobile is free on yes mobile to use. Yep, you don't even need a subscription. Right, which is cool. And I see a lot of like TikToks of people like editing different styles of videos yeah. and they give their Lightroom mobile presets, which is super cool. Um, for like photo editing, I like to use Visco too. It's something that I use. I've never used Visco. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, I also like post on, on Visco. It's kind of a fun place to just post pictures that I don't always just want to post on Instagram, but I just want to toss up somewhere. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't even know. I, it doesn't even show how many followers you have on Visco, but it's just like probably 20 of my friends. We just kind of all follow each other on, on Visco. And it's just fun to post random pictures from the weekend or right and you can edit them there and it's always nice you can just upload in visco edit them and then you can export them don't even have to post it onto your visco feed okay um, but that's super nice um as i'm looking at my you know your bar your my bar, bar my task bar i'm noticing one more thing that i pay for and it's this little guy right here it's hedge mm. i hope this doesn't stop our recording but basically what it does is so i have four hard drives And I went through a thing earlier last year and this summer where one of my solid state drives, external ones just crashed and I lost all my projects. Your external, external solid state drive. So what do you have to plug into? 
was it Apple? Was it an Apple? Explain it was to me a, what this is. I'm a little confused. So it's it's basically the drive that I edit my videos off of. I put all my current projects in it. Okay. Because I don't have enough space. Just USB plug-in. USB-C. USB-C yep. plug-in to your laptop. Crashed. Wow. Lost all my stuff. Wow. Had to recover it, but I paid for a, this recovery thing one time and then got some of it back, some of it didn't. But now this is my fail-safe for backing up all my stuff. Okay. Basically what it is is when you import footage – you upload it to the, or you put it in the source bar and then you can put all your destinations. So each of my hard drives, I back up, um, to the one solid state drive. Oh, wow. So I have three copies of everything just in case. Do you know the difference between a solid state drive and a hard drive? This isn't a quiz. I just don't know. You don't know? Solid state drive literally is solid on the inside and the hard drives have like discs. They spin. Okay. What's the benefit? Solid state drives are a lot faster. Okay. So you can upload quicker. Cool. And when you edit, because you're when you're editing, you're pulling footage yeah. from the solid state drive actively, and so it's just quicker. Cool. But basically, this is it. Just as I'm importing footage, instead of having to upload to each hard drive like 15 minutes each time, it does it once. Cool. At the same time. That's sweet. And I paid for it, and I think it's great. So hedge. Hedge. It's kind of you're hedging your. I hedging understand your the name a little bit. Yep. That's sweet. We're not. I don't think we should get into gear like in terms of gear that we have because yep. I think it's two different discussions. But I will say. I did invest in a external hard drive recently or yeah. like within the last year. That was because I had a, I had like this MacBook air that I got when I started school without ever really thinking I was going to need to use like Photoshop or premiere on it. And like a, a four gigabyte of Ram MacBook pro is yep. just simply not going to do it for you. So I upgraded my laptop, which has been really nice. Um, but while I had the old one, I had limited storage and like, you know, it really slowed down if your computer got way too full. So I got an external hard drive, but I just found having an external hard drive is great because I don't need to keep like a bunch of stuff I never really see. Like I'm, I'm not somebody who can easily get rid of st- things. So it's just nice yeah. to have it. I'm like, okay, it's on that hard drive. And it's like, you know, it's like 60 bucks for 250 gig. It might even be a terabyte actually of, yep. of storage where it's just like, I can just load this thing up with shit that I just don't want to deal with right now. And if but it's still there just in case. It's yeah. still there just in case. And it's like, it's probably the most useless stuff that I'm never going to actually use, but it's, that's a nice little investment, a nice little like peace of mind. Like, Oh, there's, yeah. just, there's stuff over there. Keep and, your, keep your desktop clear. And I, I've honestly saved every piece of footage I think mm-hmm. over these past couple of years. And I can't tell you there's been more than a handful of times clients will reach out and be like, Hey, you remember that video we shot? Can you either pull a clip or go back and adjust some of the audio or whatever it may be? Um, and I have to go back into my master hard drive, my big five terabyte one yeah, and pull that footage. And if I didn't save stuff, like I wouldn't have it, but do you ever tell clients like, I'm only going to be saving this for X amount of time. I don't, but I might start to have to because yeah. they're expensive hard drives <laughs> yeah, and storage storage is getting cheaper, but it's like, yeah, it's expensive. There's these, I love looking on like, I, I'm really nerdy about things on YouTube that I don't think I'll ever super get into. Like I love woodworking videos on YouTube. I'm, I'm not yep. very good with my hands. And I also love p- looking at people's, hard drive setups on YouTube and that people have like some ridiculous ones where it's just like this whole unit that's just loaded with the raid cells. systems. Yeah. The raid systems, yeah. like all the cells of hard drives and stuff. Yep. And you can access it via like a cloud. It's crazy. That's so sweet. I just want one. I don't even know why I would need it. Yeah. I, I just, some about having like your stuff like physically stored where I'm like, that's where all my stuff is Yep, right there. That's so, it's so sweet. They like just create their, these giant servers that they can just access from. Cause mm-hmm. I know some people like any, if they're like in range, if they're editing in their house, they're able to access any footage from anywhere on these raid systems. And they're like these wireless servers. It's so crazy. Sweet. Yeah. I think, I think it speaks a little bit too. And this comes back to like the ease of use thing. When I had for a while, one of my biggest hurdles and pain points, and I, I've been thinking a lot about this just in terms of pain points. And I think it ties in well with our conversation about 
you know, what things are easier for you, what things save you time. Those are the things that are worth paying for. When I had a MacBook Air, four gigabyte, not, not, it meant for basically a student to do word processing on, not meant for graph design or yep. video editing or anything like that. I would be literally ready to pull my hair out at least once a week because something would be slow, something would crash, my caches would be full, I didn't have enough storage, like a million little things. I'm like, this sucks. And for a while, I'm like, you know what? You know, obviously, I'm getting what I'm paying for with a, a kind of a cheap MacBook Air, whatever. I'll fight through it. I bought a hard drive so I could clear up some storage. It made it a little bit better. But then I like bit the bullet, bought a yep. like a thousand dollar MacBook. Like it's not you know the top of the line, but it has 16 gigs of RAM now. It has like a dedicated graphics process. Like it's and I can have I can have Premiere and Photoshop open at the same time, and yeah, they both they work. Crash. And there's no lag or anything like that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, when I have my MacBook Air, I'm talking like the playback. I'd have to like set the playback in Premiere like three seconds back so that when I hit play it has to like catch up and then you can see the playback like yeah. that sort of stuff that probably killed those are years I mean those are years I mean I'll never get back honestly not years but those are hours days I'll never no, get it's, back it's, yeah it's a lot of time and I just had to you know bite the bullet a thousand dollar purchase which hurt the pocketbook a little bit at the time but now I don't have those moments of like literally I have to get up and be like alright something's ex- like a two minute video is exporting this will take 30 minutes yeah and it's now a two minute video to export takes five minutes and don't, during those 30 minutes my you couldn't move the mouse on the computer yeah and so 30 minutes of me just being able to do nothing on my laptop <laughs> where now it's like two minutes and i can do something else while it's export it's like i think those are the sorts of conversations you have to have with yourself where it's like okay you know i i'm a fruit i'm kind of a frugal guy sometimes but these purchases are going to make your life easier you're not yep. going to be I th- on the anecdotal level, not wanting to pull out your hair, but then also pragmatically, you're saving yourself time. That's productive time that you can put forth making more money in, right. in a different sense. So that's that's my piece on it. Yep. Yeah. For me, it's just look at, like you said, how much time it's going to save you, how much headache. You know, is it honestly stepping up? In the case of a video editor, is it stepping up your your edits? Is For it sure. making you a better we filmmaker? We talked about that. Like all of a sudden, your graphics are better. You can right. charge more money. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, don't, you know, subscribe to everything right away. Use a free trial. So many things have free trials, like 30 day free trials. Yep. So so don't, if you're going to take one thing, just don't be like me. And, and to bring it full circle, remember to cancel your year long subscriptions of things that you might not be using. Especially Wix. Especially Wix. Fuck Wix. Unless they want to sponsor the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore. I mean, they just don't, they're not going to want to anymore. Okay. Well, that's all we have. Uh, it's going to be so hard to know when these episodes are coming out so we can't promote an episode. Yeah. Soon, there's going to be an episode where we have a guest. Maybe it already happened. Maybe it's going to happen. Yep. You know, it's probably already happened. I think it already happened. It happened last week, actually, if we think about it, because we have yeah. one more episode. It'll be behind the scenes for you guys. We have one more episode of The queue that's going to be coming out tomorrow. Yep. And then on Monday, we're going to be recording with Andrew and Sarah of the Backpack Podcast. And, and I'll, we'll just put that one out on, on, thir- on the next Thursday. Okay. After that makes sense. This t- time frame for people listening it makes no sense, but it makes sense to us. Yeah. Okay. Follow us on LinkedIn. We're also gonna start posting stuff on Instagram. Uh, you don't have to follow us on Instagram. The Instagram's gonna be pretty boring. It's a way for us to get people to promote us after we have them on our podcast. Yep. Full transparency is what is gonna happen. Okay. 